Hey everyone, welcome to Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. Hey, I'm Andy Wood. Let's get right into it. Let's do it. Let's just jump straight into our guest. Hilarious comic. <laughs> we had a great time in Vegas at the Comedy Sala all of last week. Was it last two weeks? Whenever it was. How oh many my people God. were at this show? Last month. Okay, so most of the people... That's the voice of Joel Johnson. Hello, hi everyone. We've also had the last few episodes. We had KT and Francisco on. Who oh, were both hanging so out with everybody was Vegas. But they were doing yeah. different shows. Oh, okay. I thought we, this was just some like massive ten-person lineup for some. No, reason. there's now sort of four or five different comedy clubs that run in various yeah. Vegas hotels. So we had a few meetups throughout the week. Are they all run by uh, cast members of Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. There's the, the, the kids Peter, Peter of Boyle the comedy, comedy cellar. <laughs> yeah, the dead, the dead mom. Oh, yes. Let's do. <laughs> just make everyone sad right at the beginning <laughs> of this episode. Right at the top. Get straight into it. How are you? You're visiting LA. I am. I'm on a sabbatical from a military tour. I'm oh, that's cool. right. Yes. What kind of locations have you done? All uh, of the war zones. The Bahamas, <laughs> Honduras, and I'm going to Greenland tomorrow. Greenland? Yes. Yeah. So strange and there's, random. The front. US She's going to the front. We have Greenland? a military base in Greenland. I just assume we're spying on Russia. I know, um, I know so little about Greenland. Yeah, I, everyone does. Who knows anything about Greenland? I know it's. I know it's technically a part of Denmark. <laughs> yep, I didn't know that. That's all I know. I did know that, but only because because I was just in Denmark and someone mentioned it. Yeah, <laughs> thing to mention. So I was supposed to go to Puerto Rico and Curacao, but I did it because of protests. Boo. So I decided we should point out general protests, not protests specifically about you visiting. No, <laughs> no. general uh, governmental protests. And so, yeah, I was like, find me to L.A. Okay. I asked for Edinburgh, but um, they, they, weren't having it. they were not having <laughs> Scotland. So I didn't realize all these. I guess I thought you only got the option of uh of having entertainment if you were in a place where you're endangered, not just if you're working in the military. I mean, it's stressful regardless. This is true. Yeah, I'm not trying to disparage you the You got truth. penguins. Yeah. You, you got know? chilliness. There yeah. might be a polar bear. Yeah. I think there's Again, polar bears. We have no idea what happens in Greenland. I'm po- going to find out and report back. Am I right about there being penguins, by the way? I don't know. I, I know that the, the houses are not very attractive. I spent some time on Google Earth one time just like, what does Greenland look like? I just started zooming in on the cities and I was like, oh, all these, this just looks like kind of a drab. Architecturally, I'm sure everyone's very nice there. But it's probably like, very just... beautiful. Oh, by the way, while we are also saying things <laughs> I'm wrong about, I was completely wrong about flame test colors last week. I don't think anyone's yet written in to correct me, but I'm correcting myself on that one. What was the color you said? I can't remember, but I named a couple of elements and the color that I remember them being from school and I was... I'm not right about any of them. Every single one of them was wrong. <laughs> but you said them with your British accent. I, so I said them the confidently. The Everyone thing. believes you. I, I remember looking it up. At, I've closed the window now, but I looked it up straight after the episode and I was like, oh, oh no, no, completely right. <laughs> hey, Joel, we like we like to ask our guests this before we get into the stories. And I know we've got a shorter episode this week because you've got to run off to your meetings. I got uh, meetings. You got meetings. What, if anything, is your background in science? Oh my god, what's my background in science? And by um, the way, that's ranged from like having taken courses at high school or college to I used to blow stuff up in the woods with my friends to I had a teacher that I liked or hated. Um, I had oh, good god. I love the periodic table of the elements. That was one of my things. I like memorizing just okay. nonsense facts. Um, I wanted to be a doctor until I found out that you have to take inorganic and organic chemistry which are hard. two different yeah. semesters yep 
I wasn't on board for that. So it is weird that those are two sort of almost certainly a school. They're like half and half. All of, half of all chemistry has no carbon, and then. Once you add a carbon atom, that gets infinitely more difficult. Just as much chemistry again. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, and I, I did not care to learn, so <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to be a doctor. Yeah. I'll be a comedian. And uh, my you mother, ca- sorry, you were saying? No, my mother. Uh, she was like, I didn't think you were going to make a good doctor because <laughs> she knew I didn't want to study science. She couldn't have just made you feel good about like I did think you were going to be a good comedian. Like phrase it in the positive instead of in the negative. Oh no, she's from the projects in Brooklyn. Okay. They don't <laughs> they don't do that there. <laughs> Everything's you could die and then we're going up from yeah, there. Okay. If you're not dead, everything's fine. That's great. Nice. So she's like, I thought you'd be alive. Exactly. <laughs> you're exceeding expectations. You know? <laughs> Deadbeat doctor though. Did yes, you come from a medical family though? Medical yes. My mother is a nurse. My biological father's a doctor. Um I'm surrounded in medicine. Spe- and then all me and my siblings are artists. <laughs> Speaking of medicine, an hour, half an hour before you got here, I just got a call that I'm getting surgery, finally. Back surgery in a week, no Back less. Surgery. Yeah, I've been waiting like five months. And I met with a surgeon this morning. Then I just got a call. It was going to take two months. And they're like, nope, we can fit you in next week. So suddenly, I have had my first surgery on oh, wow. the 22nd. What is today? The thir- Yeah, 22nd. So you're going under. Going under, very briefly. But, um, I bet your back's going to start feeling better. You know, like that way, like. The day before your haircut yeah. is when your hair looks its best. Yeah, you're like, how do I have to do this? <laughs> ah, fucked it um, up. Here's something that's very important. Okay, so my, my science is medical. Like, I know yeah. medical stuff. Um, I have a very general knowledge of a lot of medical stuff. So, do not eat oh, 24 yeah. hours before your surgery. But do you know why? I mean, I assume it has to do with, like, that you won't have control of things afterwards, or? No, oh. literally, because if uh, drink, especially drinking water... The water's going to settle in your stomach, and since you're so relaxed, if you're under, uh-huh. you could drown. Whoa. They don't stress throat, that enough. Your throat could let it, could yes. let it back up, and then you would inhale And the it. water, yeah, and, and, you, and since you're not under as much control, you could drown. They don't uh, stress that enough. Yeah. They just kind of say, yeah, don't eat after midnight or drink. No, really, people, You'll don't die. eat or drink after okay. midnight, you could die. There, there are, like, again, it's sort of a... It's the same as the sort of anti-drugs campaigns and stuff. Is get when when they don't give you all the information, they well when everything's just like this is bad and they don't tell you the way in which it's bad. You don't know what's bad and what's really bad. Exactly. And yeah, you, you see people, having a discernment. Like there are some antibiotics. All antibiotics say don't drink alcohol, but yeah. there's a couple. There's one type of antibiotic which is really bad to drink alcohol with, and the others are just like yeah, it might reduce the effect or you might throw up and therefore lose some of the antibiotic or it might be a little bit more drowsy and little it might hit you a little hard you know there's various things interactions or whatever yeah but then metronidazole if you have that with alcohol <laughs> you could like die it yeah. doesn't let you metabolize alcohol it's like the same as it's very similar we've talked about this a while back on the show it's the same as that drug antabuse that they had to stop using Ooh, there was a drug that, intended to make you feel awful when yeah the, it was system. the drug was basically hey you're an alcoholic here's this drug antabuse uh and it doesn't let your body metabolize alcohol so if you have any alcohol you'll feel incredibly bad you have the worst hangover in your life you'll feel the most nausea and so on and that's supposed to help but people would firstly start still trying to drink through it because they're alcoholics and secondly sometimes spouses and other family members would sneak it into their food and drink and stuff oh, to kind of no. go like and people were dying off the yeah it was 
Because they're like, oh, this drug stops pe- will stop my husband from drinking. It just makes him feel awful and almost <laughs> die when he drinks. Just yeah. going to yeah. put it in his oatmeal. But I, I, I was prescribed that once for a... Uh, it was a dental thing. Uh, oh, weird. Me- oh, not that to be, it's the metronidazole. Oh, okay. I was like, that's what he's calling his 12-step program? Yeah, it was a dental thing. It was you know, a dental just, thing. I kept chewing the bottle, it stops off. Too much liquid kept going past my teeth. Yeah. But that I got prescribed metronidazole. I had like a, a wisdom tooth yeah. thing. Um, and there's a comic who was a doctor, and he was always our go-to like he was our go-to. Hey, we've got a medical question about yeah, yeah. things that you couldn't ask your doctor about. So I was like, "Hey, Paul, uh, I just got some uh, antibiotics, and the doctor said don't, uh, said don't drink on it. I uh, just want to check what the rules are." And I, he went, "What is it?" And I said, "I said metronidazole." He's like, "Don't drink. Don't drink. Do not time. drink." Yeah. <laughs> like he was suddenly very adamant. He was like, "You will feel. <laughs> d- don't touch alcohol." And then you're like, "So just drink?" And he's like, "Yeah, drink's the only thing." That's it. Okay. Smoke a joint. Yeah. That's don't the, drink. That's I kind of like you want. Like, you, if they tell you one thing like that, then you're like, I trust everything else you're saying because you're giving me one thing that's kind of probably not for sure in, in the books for you to say. Yeah. Yeah. I went to a um, an Ayurvedic doctor, and she told me she was like, you no know, shellfish, no gluten, no dairy, no like said all this stuff. She was like, no drinking, no drinking, and then I was like, can I at least smoke weed? She was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have to have something. something. What it, What exactly is an Ayurvedic doctor? Um, it's an Indian, uh, old Indian lady who will feel your pulse and tell you everything that's wrong with you just by feeling your pulse. Hmm. It sounds at you. Sounds ropey. <laughs> it. I mean, ropey. I don't even know what ropey means. I don't means. either, but I do, I do know. But what the, way way you the way you said it, it the yeah. way you said it, I understand. <laughs> I learned many new words from Matt. All the time. I do too. It's been eight years of this podcast. I never heard rope. I, I also, and again, this, Dodgy. Is, this Dodgy. has come up multiple times on the podcast that I will say, I've lived here for many years and I will say a phrase and then have Andy or <laughs> someone else who's around me just go, what, 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 what did you just say? What, what were those was words? that? <laughs> what were those words? What did that mean? Yeah. Yeah. We've known each other a very short time and I've done that to you multiple times. Yep. Where I'll, I, you know, like, he'll say something and then like, and then I'll let it sit and then I'll just be like, nope. <laughs> is that a madism or a Britishism? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah, right? Yeah, well, that's He's probably other... making half of this exactly. shit up. Yeah, Ropey. No. There's every chance that many times I've just used a word incorrectly in public in America and <laughs> fully got away with it because. Yeah. British. <laughs> yeah. British. Oh, I guess. I, I love that. Guess he knows what he's talking about. Let's make that, that just, list. That must be how they use that word. Nope, <laughs> yeah. nope. Just got it wrong. <laughs> By Shoot. the way, uh, one more thing about the surgery. As she was describing what happens afterwards, they said they have to keep me in the hospital until I successfully pass gas, which is like the most reward I'll ever have gotten for farting. I think like <laughs> don't get to leave until we hear a good fart out of you. <laughs> Are they messing with your spinal cord? Yeah, yeah. Oof. I guess I don't know how that relates to. F- passing gas well the uh, spine's connected to the shoulder which is connected to the finger okay (laughs) they pull it (laughs) so i'm looking forward to that at the end of the whole procedure are you gonna be on your stomach getting the surgery i guess yeah or maybe on your side i don't know a good question i would guess on my stomach get get my first catheter that'll be exciting (laughs) how long are you gonna be down for just like half an hour no i'm talking about the whole healing and everything oh no you're you walk out 
It's outpatient. Jesus. Yeah. That doesn't sound outpatient at all. It's a tiny little outpatient. Do they take the catheter surgery? out first? Or? I think you keep it as a souvenir. Yeah. I assume you could take <laughs> Just it. use it as a leash. Use it as a straw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank we got to save the turtles. Yeah, those paper straws don't hold up for shit. Give me a paper catheter. straws are gross. Yeah. Let's get catheters in here. I, got, I, had, a, I had a slushy oh. the other day through a paper straw. What are you thinking? <laughs> like a slushy at a bar. That first is, of all, I shouldn't be drinking alcohol slushy slushies. Slushy at a bar? I'm, I'm Barely a man. Yeah. Were you in I, New Orleans or Miami? No, surprisingly, a lot of bars here in the summertime have uh, like you know um, on Santa Monica fro- frosés, frozen frozen rosés. Yeah, America yeah. has Sounds to get its summer gay. drinks sorted out. What's that? You've got uh, like I don't you don't you don't do pims properly. Yeah, no one does pims cups. No one do does it. that. That's a solid summer drink. Which uh, tastes like what? Cups. It's uh, it's kind of like I don't know what pims is, is made gin? of. It's kind of. I don't know what the base is, but it's it's a sort of I guess it's a mixed blends of herbs and fruit kind of cordial. Uh-huh. It's got a slight bitterness to it. It's got a fruitiness. And you mix it with lemonade, and then you in a jug, and you chuck a whole lot of fresh fruit in there. Ooh, that sounds like a British barbecue. Yeah, solid. Yeah, that is exactly British barbecue drink. <laughs> and you drink <laughs> it cups. huddled in the doorway, looking out at the rainy garden. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's in the house. And no one's outside. But no one's fully in the house. If it's a barbecue and it starts raining, you never go all the way indoors. You kind of stand in the kitchen near the door waiting. Like waiting. Just waiting expectantly. For two seconds. Do you guys say barbecue? Yeah. Okay. Do you say picnic? Yes. Oh. But we mean something very different by it. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> then the American whites. <laughs> they do. You guys do say, you can never say yard, do you? It's always garden. Or is yard a word? Uh, Yard actually... Yard is a word, Scotland but it tends yard. to be more a paved over back area. Oh, interesting. So like a back, yeah, like a, a yard, or a, like a sort of storage area or just like a, the the bit behind some buildings that doesn't necessarily have grass or a patio. But you always described where we recorded the podcast as Andy's garden. I'm like, that's giving it a lot of credit. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's no, one's, no one's tending to this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andy's garden also sounds like a... Andy, put your garden away. <laughs> those, sh- <laughs> those shorts are too tight. We're still oh, rolling your garden. Your garden. <laughs> I do love as soon as I mentioned the catheter. I saw where your eyes went. I'm like, you don't have to look. D- it's not in right now. Oh, was I, I looking at your dick? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice. I think I was like, yay, pink shorts. <laughs> That's what it was mostly. Uh, Should we get into on the that story? note, on yeah. that area, the sure. first ever clinical trial for a vaccine for chlamydia. Oof. <laughs> it specifies genital chlamydia. I don't. I didn't. Wasn't aware. Is As there opposed a, to koala chlamydia? Can you get throat chlamydia? I know you can get like gonorrhea in your throat. Oof. Who knows? An anal gonorrhea. Anyway, genital. <laughs> <laughs> Just a casual anal gonorrhea. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> Talking about dead, dead. Everybody loves, everybody loves Raymond cast members and uh, <laughs> anal gonorrhea. Killing it. You guys seen anal gonorrhea play this year? <laughs> Yeah, so the first of a clinical trial for yeah, a vaccine for genital chlamydia is shown to be safe and effective at provoking an immune response. Yeah, the latest findings from a randomized controlled trial of 35 healthy women led by Imperial College London and the Staten Serum Institute in Copenhagen demonstrate promising early signs of what could be effective vaccine against chlamydia. The infection is the most common bacterial sexually transmitted infection worldwide, and it can lead to infertility. The researchers highlight the work as an important first step, and but added that further trials are now needed to determine whether the immune response provoked by the vaccine will effectively provoke, protect against chlamydia infection. <laughs> Where did they find these test subjects? <laughs> they went to a damn brothel. Tinder. Yeah, Tinder swiping. 
Professor Robin Shattuck, head of mucosal infection and immunity within the Department of Infectious Disease at Imperial, said the findings are encouraging as they show the vaccine is safe and produces the type of immune response that could potentially protect against chlamydia. I guess they are checking for antibodies. Is that... Uh, I thought antibodies were about viruses, not bacteria. Again, life sciences, not my strong suit. Ah, oh, life science. Is is that true? What are antibodies? Antibodies? <laughs> I mean, I know what they are, but I don't know they what they are. They no, can't fight viruses. No, so it's fight... bacteria. Is That's what, okay. Because a virus can't, no one can fight a virus. Nothing can fight a virus? No, vaccine, there, are anti, there are antiviral drugs. There are definitely antiviral drugs, but they're oh. harder. They're they're harder to fight or well, like, to find. What are, the, what are the viruses? Well, like for example, even AIDS. yeah. Well, HIV. There are antiretroviral drugs yeah. that they have now that don't completely kill it, but do knock it out. But I think yeah, there are po- other polio. Vi- polio was eradicated. That's a virus, right? Well, they, yeah, but that's not antiviral. That's eradicated by vaccines rather than by right. It's pre. It's pre, preventative yeah. rather than treated. Yeah. And when you get it, you you fuck. No, I think you. C- there are definitely ways of treating viruses, but it's harder. I think antibiotics are more prevalent than antivirals. Yeah. Um. And antibiotics are for bacteria. Yeah. So the major issue with chlamydia is the long-term consequences, explained Professor Shattuck. It's very treatable if identified, but as many people don't have symptoms, it can be missed. And the biggest problem is it can go on to cause infertility in women. One of the biggest problems we see with current efforts to treat chlamydia is despite a very big screening test and treat program, people get repeatedly reinfected. If you could introduce a protective vaccine, you could break that cycle. In the latest trial, researchers compared two different formulations of the new vaccine to examine which would perform better. 35 women not infected with chlamydia included in the trial were randomly assigned to three different groups. 15 received the vaccine with liposomes, uh, 15 received the vaccine with aluminium hydroxide, and 15 received a placebo saline solution. In total, participants received five vaccinations with three intermuscular injections in the arm over several months, followed by two intranasal boosts. Both formulations of the vaccine provoked an immune... Yeah. I need an intranasal boost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it does feel like... Uh, what's he doing in the bathroom there? Uh, <laughs> there's, there's two of them. In the, there's two of them went to the toilet together and they came out with an intranasal boost. <laughs> they really want to tell me about their app. Yeah. <laughs> they want to start a business. <laughs> Both formulations of the vaccine provoked an immune response in 100% of participants, whereas no participants in the placebo group achieved a response. Hmm. Although both formulations of the vaccine were found to provoke a response. 100% is pretty good. Yeah. Mm. The liposomes added can perform better and produce more antibodies. So they reckon this will be the one that should be pursued more. I like how you say aluminium. Aluminium. Why do you say it like that? That's also how it's spelled. Yeah, they spell it with an extra I also, which I didn't find out until. Oh, yeah. Y'all don't spell it the way we spell it? They spell it like it's like aluminium instead of. Aluminum. Yeah, instead of numb, it's neum. Oh, it's numb. For, for us, it's numb. For, for us, them, it's, it's numb. Neum. It's neum. N i u m, right? Yeah, there's an extra i in there. Yeah. It's just that's it. It's just, just spell that. with an extra i. It does sound same thing. So strange. Aluminium foil, aluminium cans. Okay, <laughs> Forrest fucking gump Bubba over here. <laughs> <laughs> But, Yo. By the way, thanks Sean Robertson for sending that in. Yeah, we've cured. I mean, well, my mother, potentially. Um, my mother was a labor and delivery nurse for most of my life, and one time she brought home this like gigantic diagram of sexually transmitted diseases, oh, and great. it was just graphic, and it was like a three foot tall just fold out, and she would just have it near the dinner table. <laughs> 
like just sitting there just so you know <laughs> just open you like this these this, all my bad <laughs> i played a guitar this is chlamydia this is gonorrhea you're like four years old like, dude so it was place. like oh the picture like the full-on pictures that oh, you have in the textbook on, like just like there's a dick the, and, and it was as big as this tv <laughs> and it see. folded out and she would fold it back but sometimes it would just be open let's eat dinner time yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's get some spaghetti <laughs> yeah i didn't realize how prevalent it said 131 million cases worldwide is that the did i just make that up um, I've been watching the yeah, movie Harlot. The most so prevalent bacterial STI. It. 131 new cases. 131 million new cases every year. Damn. That's a lot. Y'all ever had chlamydia? By the way, still putting I mean, in a word for... Not word. Never, no chlamydia. <laughs> still putting in a word for sex workers on average being less infected. Yeah. I mean, oh, hello. Especially in like Amsterdam. Yep. Or like the porn people have to get the, the clearance from Every the, 14 yeah. days. Yeah. That's... I forgot if we've already talked about this on... I mean, Jesse mentioned it in the podcast. Our our third host would go to the um, the porn testing place in the Valley because it's just like fast turnaround. Not that... Je- it's just like, you know, it's an easy thing to just do. And the next day you get this bill of clean health, which also comes with a letter that, that goes to like producers like they ask for your screen name also when you go and they'll have like this letter that gets sent off to the it goes into the, movies, the, the database you're on a list yes yeah, so you're, like, you're cleared to work it goes directly from them to the so you couldn't like falsify it and then send it to the producers so. yeah there's a, like a central there's a central database that they use so they there's like a few registered clinics or blood draw places if you're not in la or vegas or whatever and then yeah mm-hmm. it goes it gets sent you get sent to you and then it also gets sent to yeah, so if you're if you're Which doing a shoot, sense. you can just look I it up and do it. Yeah, 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 make sure you're not like faking. Uh, it's like Interpol. Yeah, yeah. it kind of is. Really yes, is. to make sure you're not working with someone who's just like, like yeah. doctoring their, like printing out their thing That's and then like fantastic. whiting out the. I'm a big fan of sex workers. And I want a, them to be healthy same, and clean yeah. so and they when, can entertain me. When there's an outbreak, <laughs> you hear about it in like national news because it's so rare. Like I remember hearing a few years ago about like, either chlamydia or gonorrhea or something and like everyone halted production because of this one <laughs> seriously they all just shut down until shut they can figure out yeah yeah um by while we're talking about s- safe things to put in your mouth linda moulton <laughs> sent this story in about ai that can spot unsafe food on amazon faster than the fda hmm. so the re- which which version of the story should we do the scientific american one that's a little bit more I would say the shorter of the two. There we go. Is, is Gizmodo shorter than Let, uh, Scientific America? Let's do that. Let's do the Scientific American. Let's support sure. the science sure. of uh, America. Artificial intelligence sniffs out unsafe food. Researchers train machine learning algorithms to read Amazon reviews for hints that a food product would be recalled by the FDA. Hmm. The food, yeah, the Food and Drug Administration has had to recall hundreds of foods every year, like cookie snack packs, packs with cl- chunks of blue plastic hiding inside, salmonella-tainted taco seasoning, or curry p- powder laced with lead. Wow, I didn't know about that one. Hmm. Ha! It can take months before a recall is issued, but now researchers have come up with a method that might fast-track that process, leading to early detection and ultimately faster recalls. The system relies on the fact that people increasingly buy food and spices online, and people tend to write reviews of products they buy online, which are like breadcrumbs to food safety officials sniffing out dangerous products. The researchers linked FDA food recalls from 2012 to 2014 to Amazon reviews of the same product. They then train machine learning algorithms to differentiate between reviews for recalled items and reviews for items that had not been flagged. 
and the trained algorithms were able to predict FDA recalls three-quarters of the time. They also identified another 20,000 reviews for possibly unsafe foods, most of which had never been recalled. The World Health Organization estimates that 600 million people get sick annually and more than 400,000 people die from contaminated food. Damn. So having tools that allow us to detect this faster and hopefully investigate and do recalls faster will be useful not just in the U.S. but in other countries around the world, says study author Elaine Nussesi of Boston (laughs) University. N-S-O-E-S-I-E. How do you pronounce that? That... I no. have no idea. Something's got to be something's got to be silent in there, right? That's that's got to be <laughs> silent. <laughs> that's somewhere in Africa. Anything that starts N S and then some vowels. N S O E S I E. Maybe Swissy, Swissy, Swissy. Sounds French. I don't know. So it's it's going over the reviews, not not all of which have images. That's weird. I yeah, so clear on that. the Gizmodo article actually has a little bit more information. So here we go. The researchers detailed the steps they went through to train their neural network, which started with the arduous task of collecting over a million reviews of food products sold on Amazon and then matched 5,149 of them to products that had been officially recalled by the FDA. The next step was to teach a type of deep learning AI known as bidirectional encoder representation from transformations, or BERT, for short, (laughs) to spot telltale terminology in these reviews that could indicate the product was legitimately unsafe. This required real people to sort 6,000 of the collected reviews that contained the same words and terminology the FDA used to justify recalls like sick, rotten, and even label. Why label? That's weird. Hmm. Into four different categories. Maybe These... you wouldn't mention label in your review if there wasn't something wrong. Okay, or... yeah. Or maybe if it was like expired. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the, those included if the reviewer got sick, had an allergic reaction, or found an error in the product's labeling, the product looked or tasted bad, was expired, or needed further inspection. The reviewer made no claims the product was unsafe or none of the previous three categorizations. Oh, sorry. Those are the last few ones. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Sick, allergic, label wrong, product bag, expired, further inspection, no claim, or none of the the above. Mm -hmm. Using the sorts of reviews as well as additional information, like the review's title and the number of stars, the BERT AI was able to correctly identify which foods had been officially recalled by the FDA with about 74% accuracy, but also managed to identify red flags in over 20,000 other food products, most of which have yet to be officially recalled. There's a... There's definitely some concerns to be raised over relying on reviews from a public forum such as Amazon to identify uh, products potentially requiring a recall, sorting real reviews from fake ones posted by an angry consumer trying to be vindictive or even another seller trying to harm the competition. (laughs) It's just as challenging a task. So the AI AI results could be swayed by someone who figures out how to game it, but it's a step in the right direction. I mean, they could game it, but only it would require because it's about the numbers. It's not about like you know outliers. So you know, if you, if you went in and did try to sabotage some product, you need to have so many to have this AI think that was a trend. I assume, right? Well, you could just have one intern. Yeah, I mean, they've done, doing it. I'm twenty four hours. I bought stuff on Amazon because it seemed like it had great reviews, and then looking back on it later, I'm like, oh, every single one of these reviews is written poorly in the same way. Like they definitely, uh, yeah, yeah. For like, yeah. Sometimes I just don't read them. Have you guys ever gotten sick on something that was supposed to be recalled? Oh, I don't think question. so. I don't think I have. Have you? I did. I. It was maybe like last year or so. My friends were having a brunch at our house, and I picked up some Eggo waffles, and I was the only person to eat the waffles. They were blueberry, and I just started getting sick 
at, immediately at the brunch. Really? I I threw up, and then I was like, "What the hell is wrong?" And then my friend, who was super diligent, was like, "Oh, they recalled those waffles." <laughs> Didn't you hear? It made something. It made headlines. The yes. Eggo recall. No, the Eggo waffle recall. How could you? I mean, they're frozen. You they're think frozen. That makes it, everything frozen. I trust. So yeah, whatever. I don't know what was wrong, um, but yeah, I vomited. You eleven got sick from Stranger Things. Yes, um, it was. It was me at eleven. Eggo waffles, baby. Eggo recall. I didn't hear about that. Mm-hmm. I never know. I'm always amazed when someone knows what food got them sick. I'm always like, how do you have that kind of memory of what your day was? I don't know what I ate this morning. If I get sick now, well, I have to do such a... Are you like a human garbage Kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I don't eat a lot. So I'm like, it was the that waffles. Was the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the water. I feel like it's kind of like how people always know when a skin thing happens that it was a spider. It's like, you didn't see that spider. You just want to blame spiders. Yeah. Didn't we have a story a while ago how most, you know, years ago, that how most spider bites are not spider yeah. bites? Yeah, because you didn't see the spider. You just have some kind of skin thing, and it's everyone hates spiders, so. I like spiders. You do? You don't. You're just saying that. No, I do. I like really? spiders. I like them because like, they um, kill all the bugs. Yeah. I know they do that, but it's still like when like, I was in Portland and my friend has so many giant spider webs in his backyard that are, you know, aesthetically, or you have to be impressed with how well they're made. Yeah. But still, I want to tear them down every time. I don't want to walk yeah. into one of those. Yeah. That's... They all have these giant spiders in the middle too. Like, oh, just one of those on your face. Um, the giant spiders are generally the safer ones, aren't they? I don't care. They're scarier. <laughs> yeah, it's there's this the little poison. one in Australia that'll kill the hell out of you. I forget what it's called, but Gina has a whole bit about it. This little tiny spider that will just bite you. Yeah, there's a bunch of... I mean, I don't think recluses are very big, but they'll fuck you up. The furry ones are gross. Yeah. I don't want a spider with hair. But the furry ones are also less dangerous, aren't they? I think so. Yeah, I don't I think they sort of irritate your very... skin, but they don't actually bite you. <laughs> Can tarantulas mess with my eczema? <laughs> That's it. That's their defense mechanism. <laughs> it's like a Brillo yeah, pad. Like, ah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll give you a skin flare up and make you socially un- <laughs> unpalatable. This is the acne inducing daddy long legs. <laughs> yeah. This gives you bedhead. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be the worst. Yeah, there's a snake yeah. that bites you that gives you like hat hair and bad breath. <laughs> I gotta I go on a date. <laughs> Not today. Not today. Uh, so thank you, Linda, for sending that in. And she also mentioned that she's been, she signed up for the Great Courses Plus, and she's been using a couple of their travel and history lectures in her grade 11 and 12 classes so her students can practice their note-taking skills, and they've been loving it. That's really cool. So that's, that's, really, a, yeah. that's a use for it I didn't think, I yeah. hadn't thought of. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Linda. Thanks for writing in, and thanks for signing up. Other people, we love hearing your stories about what you've got out of that. We like that sponsor. Um, hey, this story is sent in by Justin Broad. He sent in a few this week, but I don't think we covered this. The moon is older than scientists thought. <laughs> I'm not sure I thought much about how old it was. I've always thought it was at least, you know, it, well, it's older than me. <laughs> I've, always thought, I've always thought the moon looks good for its age. Yeah. <laughs> the moon. The thing. Black don't crack, and neither does the moon. <laughs> <laughs> moon don't moon crack. crack. <laughs> What's uh, the moon made out of? Well, what is it made out? I'm not even sure what the main... So, the most comprehensive and widely held theory of how the moon formed is called the giant impact hypothesis, which shows that about 150 million years after the solar system formed, a roughly Mars-sized planet named Theia collided with Earth. 
Though the timeline is hotly debated in the scientific community, we know that this collision melted Theia and some of Earth, and the molten rock orbited around Earth until it coalesced into the moon. Coalesced. Yeah. That's a good word. But a new study, though not contradicting the giant impact hypothesis, is suggesting a different timeline and an older moon. New research from scientists at the University of Cologne's Institute of Geology and Mineralogy suggests that the moon is older than the giant impact hypothesis says it is. The research is based on chemical analysis of Apollo lunar samples, and it shows that the moon formed only 50 million years after the solar system, rather than 150 million years, which ages <laughs> so, it by 100 million years. It's 100 million years older than we thought. I think it could still, <laughs> Maybe. It could still play anywhere between... Um, what is the age? I can't no, no, she's district attorneys <laughs> yeah. and judges. It's a, yeah. it's a mom planet She's now. Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, a wrap for the moon. I just, watched, <laughs> I just watched Aquaman today. Have you guys seen Aquaman? No. How did, how did Nicole Kidman plays Jason Momoa's, is how you say it? Momoa? Momoa? Jason Momoa. Whatever, you know him. Yeah. She plays his mom. Do I know him? Nicole Kidman plays his mom. Do you know how much older she is than he is? 15 years. 13 years. Yeah. That's fucked up. Uh, I mean, and she's had plenty of plastic surgery. That's the thing. It almost makes her look like this weird, like she could be anywhere within like a 30 year range now because of that surgery, you know? Like you don't look younger, you just look surgeried um, when you have that stuff done. So, I I don't know. So this is important work like because a under- natural girl. <laughs> understanding the age of the moon helps us understand the age of the Earth, and this type of study can be only, only be done with moon rocks because they're largely unchanged since the time of formation. Earthly rocks have been subjected to geological processes for billions of years and then provide humans. the same time for pristine record. Yeah, exactly. All sorts of stuff. The evidence stems from the relationship between two rare elements. Hafnium, I didn't even know that was an element. H-A, like half as in one over two has an element named after it. And, tung- I, yeah. and tungsten. Number one, 163 on that. <laughs> <laughs> I know one you're of, wrong because it doesn't go at that high. But one if you hadn't nailed it, that would have been astonishing. One of those extra elements. You know how to have that extra little... Yeah, two, I think they're, uh, I think they're only up to about 112, 114 that they've no, named. No, I think yeah. it's like 18 or 19. 18? Okay. I think it's, it's, it's definitely not up to the 160. I think it's like so. uh, 160. We're going to like... 60. <laughs> <laughs> Is, it, is there Price is Right rules? If yes. you go over, you lose? Yes. I'm going to bid the under. If you guys are wondering, hafnium is a lustrous, silvery gray, Ooh. tetravalent transition metal. Oh, chemically... she's transitioning? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's in that little bit in the middle of the table then, is it? <laughs> Those are the tra- okay. It's, uh, it's chemically it resembling uh, zirconium. Ooh, cubics? Yeah. Ah. Oh, so she's shiny. She's they dark. It, they call it hafnium just because it costs half as much as a real ring. I don't know. <laughs> No. Okay. How is it? Where did it get its name? You look. You carry on. It's seventy-two as its atomic number. I mean, hafnium sounds like it does sound like a made-up. Yes, <laughs> they didn't even try with that no. one. No, no, somebody was sleepy. They said it's named after. Oh, wait a second. Here we go. It's named after hafnia, which is the Latin name for Copenhagen. No where way. it was found. Cute. Crazy. So it's actually named after Copenhagen. That's not at all what I was but expecting. Not Copenhagenium. Can we start a petition to get it renamed? Right. Yeah. And the other element is tungsten, which also has a weird name because it a weird Wolfram. Yeah, it's W for Wolfram, which is the older name for tungsten. Is the abbreviation TG in England? I don't th- no, I think we say tungsten. Oh, okay. Uh, Wolfram. Wolfram. No, the tungsten symbol is W because Wolfram is another name for tungsten, which I only remember from a je- when I tried out for Jeopardy twenty six years ago and didn't make it. But that was a question. Ooh. Yeah. You You've got to know those sort of old Teen names. 
What's like, that? Like Quicksilver. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like lead is PB for Plumbus, and Plumber comes from you know, working with lead. That's why they're called plumbers. Anyway. Y'all are full of useless, <laughs> useless. fucking information. Wasn't even enough for Teen Jeopardy, Alex. <laughs> Good at pub it. quizzes, though. I love yeah. it. Uh, I did... But we did have the pub qu- the quiz question a few weeks. Did we mention this on the show? The question was, name all the elements that have single letter symbols. Oh, we nailed it, didn't we? We did nail it, but it took a while. Yeah. We had to get 10 out of 12 of them. We were there's 12. Whether, there are 12 one letter, I believe. Yep. Around there. 12 or 13. But there's a type Hydrogen. Episode. Hydrogen <laughs> is one of them. Yep. Hydrogen, Hydrogen is on the list. Yep. <laughs> you got all, all the biggies came quickly, yeah. carbon and so on. And then... We had some debates about the... We had debates about boron, maybe? And fluorine. And was fluorine not right? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't I can't remember. Xenon's my favorite That's element name. name. Yeah. So by comparing the relative amounts of different elements in rocks that formed at different times, it's possible to learn how each sample is related to the lunar interior and the solidification of the magma ocean. Says Dr. Ralph Anesca from the University of Cologne. <laughs> they... After. It's, it's just because you just imagine him like covered in Drakkar. Just Dr. Rao. Oh, I yeah. thought it was the University of Cologne. It's just like this horrible, horrible place. I, to... I know also that Cologne is full of a lot of beautiful half African, half German people. Oh, really? Hmm. They all look like Boris Kojo. Who's Boris, Boris Kojo? Kojo? Is he a from beautiful... Last Man on Earth? I don't know, but yeah, Boris <laughs> K-O-D. Yeah. All of those people in Cologne look like that because the African soldiers came and settled there and uh, had sex with a bunch of German chicks. And oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he's an attractive man. Yeah, so like a lot of people in that area in Germany look he's like that. He's an Austrian-born actor of German and Ghanaian descent. Yeah. Yeah, he's the last man on earth. He's the guy who comes in and has the same name as Will Forte's character, which yeah. is Phil Miller. So they rename Phil, uh, Will Forte's character his middle name for the rest of the show, which is Tandy. So for the last <laughs> couple of seasons, he's had to go by Tandy. It's such a great show. Um, oh, very attractive man. There yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah. So the as the magma cool. So after Thea struck Earth and created a swirling cloud of magma, that magma cooled and formed the moon. After the collision, the newly born moon was covered in magma. As that cooled, it formed different types of rocks. These rocks contain a record of the cooling scientists are trying to recover. These rocks recorded information about the f- formation of the moon and can still be found today on the lunar surface, says Dr. Maxwell Themans, who's the lead author. There are black regions on the surface of the moon called mares, uh, which means sea in Latin. They're large formations of balsatic or basaltic igneous rock. The scientists behind the study used the relationship between uranium, hafnium, and tungsten to understand the melting that created the moon's... Is it mares or mares? How do you pronounce it? uh, M-A-R-E-S. Because of the precision of the measurements, they identified different distinct trends among the different suites of rocks. Hafnium and tungsten provide scientists with a natural clock containing the rock itself because over time, the hafnium-182 isotope decays into tungsten 182 mm. but that decay didn't go on forever it only lasted the first 70 million years of the solar system's life <laughs> a mere 70 These million numbers i know the team compared the apollo samples with their lab experiments and found the moon already started solidifying as early as 50 million years after the solar system formed which means that any giant impact had to occur before that time which answers a fiercely debated question among the scientific community regarding when the moon formed definitively <laughs> answers are we settling yeah. on this? But, right, nice. And it, it does sound... say, it's amazing that the rocks collected during Apollo 11 50 years ago are still yielding, yielding evidence like this. 
The team's extremely precise measurements are based on inductively coupled plasma mass spectrometry, something that wasn't possible 50 years ago when Apollo was happening. Oh, plasma mass spectrology was... (laughs) The astronauts that collected the samples couldn't have known this, but these rocks are still teaching us not only about the moon, but about the age of the Earth itself. Oh, how carefree you got to be to be worried about moon rocks. (laughs) That is carefree existence. Said a hundred million years. We was off by a hundred million years. People getting shot. <laughs> Worried about moon rocks. Can we fix the uh, Second Amendment? You, you guys, the <laughs> timeline's all wrong. Moon rocks. The yeah. timeline is all. <laughs> hundred million years. Get the witnesses back in the lab. Come on, come on. We gotta, we gotta study. Bring Ep- Buzz Ep- back. Ep- Get Buzz back. Murdered on- in his cell. Come on, moon rocks. Moon rocks. Yeah. These moon rocks got tungsten in them. <laughs> Put Buzz back on the stand. It's tungsten. Do you know what hafnium is? <laughs> no, my cousin just got shot by a mass shooter. Oof. Well, Sorry, I didn't mean to no, take it there. No, no, but, no, no. Well, no. we should finish the episode. I think it's only appropriate <laughs> we finish the episode the way we started, which is with horrendous stories. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Evil ass stories. Let's do conspiracy theories about Epstein. Let's get into it, guys. Oh, hell yeah. Who Murder. Who did it? This How will be the first it? podcast Murder. to feature We're a conspiracy theory. Crack it. We're going to get to the bottom of this thing. Uh, I hope it was painful. <laughs> do you guys actually think I'm not a conspiracy theory guy but this one I'm like I, I could get on board for this what's one what's your favorite you don't have a favorite conspiracy theory I don't really believe in any of them but this one I'm like there's so many people he could have brought down you don't gotta believe in them but to have a fun one I mean the fun ones I don't know what's like, your what favorite be? one well my favorite one just cause it's I know I can't I don't even fully understand it is the conspiracy that the government owns your name and therefore this is something a very all the way down the rabbit hole conspiracy theorist told us a while ago. I think I mentioned this on the show when I first heard it about three years ago. But he was telling me that your birth certificate is a legal document that the government <laughs> forces so you to have. Therefore, your legal name is called legal name fraud. Your legal name is property of the government. Therefore, the government owns your name. But that also means you don't have to give your name to the police when you're pulled over and the and nothing they do is valid. <laughs> That's fun. It's just like the kind of denial you could be in prison and be like, I'm not in prison right now. You're in prison. <laughs> yeah. Fine. S- semantics. Say however you want, but yeah. you're the one the in prison. Really <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Evidence is the evidence of absence. Exactly. It's up there where like, the police have to tell you they're the police. Right. <laughs> I love that. Just the... What's My your favorite? favorite is that Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's love child. Oh, he does look a little like him. Oh, no. Google the pictures. <laughs> Google Justin Trudeau, Fidel Castro. They put side-by-side pictures of him. <laughs> oh, and my God. it's fantastic, everyone. I've never seen Castro without the beard. This yeah, is, look, this look, is look, look, look. Mind-boggling. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to look at him. You got to look at him. Everybody listening to my voice right now, just Google Justin Trudeau when they line him up next to each other. I mean, but his that father was, was also prime minister, right? I mean, or yeah. Pre- wait, I'm sorry. His, yeah, but his wait, his mom did. Canada make... has presidents or prime ministers? Prime, prime minister. Because minister. okay, yeah. their head of state. But is apparently, still his win. mama was a little fast, as we would. Okay, say. but like, doesn't he look like his dad or not? You don't think there's a similarity? I, I think his I mean, dad. Is I mean, Castro. you think his dad's Castro? Does he look like the Trudeau, the other Trudeau prime minister? <laughs> this we, is it's we'll my put favorite. Links con- to those pictures side by side. <laughs> In the show notes, you can click on it and experience it yourself. Please, you DNA gotta go through the experience. Change.org. DNA test to prove Justin Trudeau <laughs> is the son of Fidel Castro. Petition closed. This petition had 104 supporters. <laughs> I was uh, five of them. <laughs> 
I put my name down, Matt's name down. <laughs> oh, I love this. These pictures really are great, though. Yeah. It's fun. It's just a fun conspiracy theory. Also, it's who silly. knew Castro was kind of a hunk? Yeah. Young Castro. Oh, hot. I could see Marie Trudeau trying to get up in it. <laughs> Joel, where can our listeners find you? Oh, you can find me. I, I'm super fun on Instagram. I lead a, a fun life. Joel Nicole, JoelNicole.com. You have fun on Instagram. Joel you can Nicole. see a video of us zip lining. Yes, and me screaming. You know, at one point, did you notice me trying to grab your hand? I did not. I, I was, was about to, you got to watch the video again. I go to grab your hand. And I was like, oh, that. I was like, I shouldn't grab his hand. <laughs> we just met this week. You can grab a hand. Come on. Have we come that far? I was so nervous. I was so nervous. So, yes. Uh, Zip lining. So, Zip Instagram, lining your Instagram on. handle is? At Joyelle Nicole. And that's your Twitter handle as well, that right? That's my Twitter. That is my website. All right. You can find us at Probably Science, uh, mm-hmm. probablyscience.com, probablyscience at gmail.com for questions, comments, clarifications, stories you would like us to cover. Uh, also, advice on discectomies and what you've had in the past with that. I want to hear about people's back surgery stories. So do that. We've had some good messages that. Let us know about your experience with the Great Courses Plus as well. Yes, yeah. And thank you, donors. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Joel. We will see you next week. Yeah. Awesome. Bye-bye. We've got some donors to thank. Thank you, everybody who has donated uh, via the PayPal link over at probablyscience.com and via Patreon link you can also find there. Some of the PayPal donors since last we thanked people include David Geelan, Callum Gleason, Drew Chapman, Brooks Gilmore, Pandora Young, Bryson Rhodes, Becky Grady, Karen Meburn, Charles Tyler with a hefty monthly donation. Thank you. Uh, Jacob Rochester. Sean Gordon. Those are all PayPal donors. Thank you, all of you. And our patrons at the definitely bonus level will thank half of those right now who had their payment come in this month and another half on a future episode, starting with uh, John Hood, Emma Wilton, Matthew Quick, Paul Clayton, Judy Walrath, Linda Moulton. Thank you very much, Linda. Mike, Kyle S., Justin Turner, Stephen Edmonds, Kirsty So, Austin Walsworth, Jason Shoemaker, Michael Terry, Ian Walker, Jeff Reeder, Dr. Tasty Tater, Stu Holding, Gus Brackets, Russell McNall, Zebulon Keen, Andrew so- D. Something, Sebastian Cook. Alexander Co- D. Something. Uh, Alexander D. Something. Sebastian uh, Cook, Gavin DeBroy, Christopher Lauder, Vikram Bhatt, Ada Terrell, uh, Christoph- Chris Bednors, Sarah Dwin. Uh, Sarah Dwin. Yeah, I think so. Hannah Mio Yashi. Oh, Mio Ihashi, sorry. Uh, Stephen Vogt, A Boring Potato. And UT Lurker. Uh, thank you, everybody, for your patronage, for your listening, for thank telling you. Others we about really the podcast. appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for sticking with us all these years, and um, we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye.